So let's start it off with you from the very beginning. When did you first know you wanted to get into the sports uh, media field? Yeah, so it's funny. So my sports media journey is, again, like you said, 10 different stories. is very different from probably everybody else. It started much later mm-hmm. in life. I went through college, finished college, never even thought about journalism or anything like that, even on the radar. Like it just wasn't. I don't even know if I even knew what it was about. Like, I wasn't involved in high school newspapers. <laughs> Nothing, not even <laughs> crossed my mind. Um, and then probably 10 years after college, um, so I've always been a sports fan. I love sports. I played softball. I what did you go family. to college for? Um, I went to college for political science and child development. So, yeah. What was your original plan to, for, for life, for your career? Yeah, you know, I was just, um, I really liked the um, advocating for abused and neglected children, and I loved, um, you know, just kind of working with kids who are at a disadvantage. So that was kind of what I did um, all throughout college, and then after college, that's what all my jobs kind of revolved around. Um, so, So through that process, you know, it's always nice to sit back and watch sports, kind of, you know, just to a way to get away from it all. And growing up, you know, I have memories from every time our, I have a huge family. And so every time everybody would come over, we'd all play a game of pickup baseball or softball in the backyard and try not to hit. We had a lot of land and, you know, so we were able to do that. All the neighbors would come by. And um, so my memories, you know, growing up are just that fresh smell of grass in the spring when you could get out the bat and, you know, the ball and, uh, play a game in the yard with all the neighbors. So, um, you know, it was just so much a part of my life and who I am, baseball, softball, and, um, you know, really any sport. So, you know, I was kind of always a sports fan. Um, and so then, yeah, 10 years after graduating from college, I just kind of realized as, you know, you watch sports and you, I was really into reading about baseball and advanced statistics. And I kind of, it kind of occurred to me that, um, hey, you know, really weird that people aren't really asking reporters aren't I don't think are asking really good questions to these athletes and I'm not entirely convinced this is what I was thinking at the time that they're actually treating these athletes with respect and I've always enjoyed writing I did a lot of writing in college there's a lot of writing with you know all the work that I did with um, kids and so I'm just kind of writing on the side so I just started a blog and I started writing about baseball and I started learning as much as I could about advanced statistics and Major League Baseball. Um, And just one thing led to the next, and um, I worked really hard at it. And basically, the bottom line is what happened was I discovered, you know, we all have something that that we enjoy, that we love doing, and that's kind of who we are. And so very late in life, I discovered, wow, I really like interviewing people. Um, So that's kind of where it all originated from, you know, as I – I would, um, you know, I started with a few smaller interviews and just kind of learned that process um, mm-hmm. for, um, there's a baseball website called the Hardball Times, and, you know, that was my first writing gig, and they were very willing to let me interview people, and it was enough of a national audience that, you know, I, I kind of learned a lot from that. And then um, about seven years ago, um, at that point, ESPN was um, – they were using a lot of freelancers, a lot of outside writers. Now they don't do that anymore. Um, the industry's really changed mm-hmm. in that regard. Um, and but at that point, there was the, their kind of content goals was just a lot of content. You know, it just didn't matter where it came from or what it was. Just a lot of a lot of content. And so, um, you know, I had some ideas and I got a hold of an editor. And you know, it's one thing. You know, they're not 
ESPN has such a high standard. So, yes, even if you pitch the right idea and they allow you to do it, you still have to, one, do a good job with it, you know, two, get the mm-hmm. athlete. That's a very important. I'm a reporter. Right, right. I'm a reporter. I'm not a – there's a huge distinction between somebody in the journalism industry who's a commentary writer, you know, somebody who's a reporter. I mean, there's all these different ways that you can get into the – into the industry and I'm a, the heart of who I am and what I'm best at. I'm a reporter. So I'm not the person who's going to give my opinion on something like that's just, I'm, it's just, I'm not comfortable with that. But I love pulling information out of other people, um, professional athletes, you know, just, I love hearing what they have to say. So, you know, so the process of writing for ESPN early on in those stages was, you know, sure. I had one shot at my first article, but it had to have been good. I had to get it, you know, and it had to do well. So it's not, you know, it's not just luck or just hitting the right person. It's actually doing a good job with it. And and so, yeah, I've since then, I've, um, it's a, you know, I love writing for them. There's no one better. Um, they Their standard is so high, and they do such a fantastic job of, um, of content that they produce and the editing process and just, you know, they have always respected me and, um, you know, when there's reporting, you know, I'm constantly worried that, you know, I don't ever want anything to be taken out of context or it just not sound like the person told me. So, you know, that's very important to me. And they've always really um, kind of stood by when, you know, I said, oh, this is really what the person meant and they've trusted that. And so it's just been fantastic. That's awesome. Wow. That's, that's really great. And uh, do you remember what your first uh, story that that first freelance pitch to ESPN and the first story that you did so well on was about? Well, um, there was one, there was a bunch of little ones, um, that really didn't amount to, you know, they were fine, but the big one was, Mm -hmm. um, at the time, Sam Bradford, the NFL, um, I started doing both NFL and major league baseball, NFL quarterback in St. Louis. He was at the time, Sam Bradford. So I did an interview with him over the phone. Um, and that, it was it was it was crazy because I'll, I'll never forget that day. So I did the interview. It took like a week through the editing process, and it posted on Sunday. They were actually, I think it was one of the last games of the season. They were playing the Seahawks, and it was a huge game. If they won, I think they would have gone on to the playoffs. Not, I can't really remember, but it was just it was a huge game towards the end of the season. And so I looked on ESPN's main page, and there was my article front and center, right above Rick Riley. <laughs> I'm like, whoa! This wow. Is crazy. Yeah, so that was the that was the crazy thing about ESPN is, is that I really appreciate. It's like it doesn't matter who you are. Like if you're just a little peon writer like myself, if it's good content, they'll push it because their main mm-hmm. goal is having good content. And so I was just I, I screenshotted it. On, you know, I screenshotted the computer. I still have that of my first article. And then it was there used to be on ESPN. This was kind of the way I kind of knew how an article was doing. There used to be a 25 most emailed articles. And so I would always mm-hmm. go to that page, and that one that day was in the top. It was the most emailed article um, in the last 24 hours for a few days. Um, so, wow. so yeah, that was my first. That was my first um, interview with them, and and you know I loved. It was a great interview, and it was a you know learned a lot from it. But um, that was but that was a phone interview. So. Um, at gotcha. That point, well, yeah. well, let's get on. Let's get on to the first time you had a press pass in your first in-person interview because you told me you teased to me that there's a story behind this and and i've really i've been waiting to hear for this this story for about two weeks so so let's hear it what what happened with the first time you got a press pass and the first in-person interview that you did 
That's funny. So, um, so yeah, I had done a few phone interviews, and phone interviews are a great way for a writer to start because you can write your questions down on the paper and you can just read them off. You know, when you're in person, you have to, you know, I, at least I do, I memorize everything, you know, and I try to memorize mm-hmm. extra questions, you know, so it's there's a lot more into it than just interviewing somebody on the phone. So the phone, you know, I had, at that point I had done several phone interviews, and so I had reached out to ESPN and saying, hey, can I cover spring training? Uh, this year, and they're like, sure. And so it ended up that where I was going to be um, over spring break was um, next to Tampa, and I love the Yankees. So, <laughs> um, you know, I just I love the organization. I love, sorry to that fans, but you know, I just I've always loved the Yankees, and I love how the history there. And um, you know, I'm from St. Louis, so people probably won't like this, but honestly, there's a lot of similarities between the Cardinals and the Yankees, just the rich history. And in fact, I remember, is. yeah, there's a lot of, I'll tell the next story. But so um, I was like, well, mm-hmm. I'm going to be, um, you know, in Tampa and, you know, how about an article on how catchers, and this was before it was a really popular topic. Now it's a really popular topic, but I was like, how about how catchers can influence a pitcher's ERA and influence how they, how they pitch? And so that was that was one of the one of the articles that I was doing. So I was going to interview Russell Martin at the time. And so um, I get to Tampa, and I remember on the GPS on my car when it said arrived, you know, Steinbrenner Drive, and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, I feel like I've arrived. You know, just, and yep. you know, the Yankees are kind of like the gold nugget in all of journalism that you'd want to work with. They're the hardest to you know get a press pass with. And so my first press pass was for ESPN covering the Yankees. So it's just like, wow. you know, it's just, that's not how, you know, journalism usually works. Usually there's a lot of, you know, backroom filing or phone interviews or, you know, chasing people down in small towns or AAA or, you know, it's just um, you don't start writing for ESPN covering the Yankees. You know, it's just not No, it just doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah. So um, the thing now, it's funny to look back on it, but gosh, the thing about baseball, covering Major League Baseball is all the stadiums, to me, are like underneath them are just dark tunnels lined with pallets of nacho chips. Like Major League Baseball fans eat so many nachos. And so, you know, nobody tells you what to do or where to go. You just have to figure it out all on your own. So, you know, I'm trying to figure out where I go to pick up my press pass and where to find the locker room. And, you know, it's just you just have to figure it out. And I don't want to open the wrong door. You know, there are all these steel doors that aren't marked. And so it's just Mm -hmm. a nightmare trying to figure out where you're going for the first time. At least for me it was. And it was scary. And I didn't want to do anything wrong. And, you know, so I finally found the locker room. And um, I just remember walking in there, all the media – um, at the Yankees spring training, they kind of stand in the middle. And, you know, I personally, I'm never on my – some teams don't allow it, but I'm never on my phone in the locker room because I don't want the players thinking them, you know, taking notes on that. You know, it's just, it's just out of respect. Yep. I'm not on my phone in the locker room. So you just kind of just stand there, you know, and wait for your person to to come in. And I didn't know what I was doing, you know, but I knew that I was, you know, trying to get Russell Martin. And um, as soon as I walked in there, Mario Rivera was sitting at his locker, I was just, nobody was around him, nobody was talking to him, he was just sitting there punching his glove. And I just remember that pounding of his glove, and I'm like, oh, how many times has he done that, you know, year after year, and game yeah. after game, you know, his his routine. And I was like, why is nobody talking to him? Like, even if they see him every day, like, there's this, you know, great, you know, one of the greatest players in Major League Baseball, why are they not asking him questions? And so I was like, oh, you know, I'm talking about catcher's, you know, ERA, 
um, it would be really good to, you know, I knew I had to get some pictures because you want to round out the article. You know, I knew enough of that that I needed some quotes from some pictures. And I had gone up to one picture, and he's like, I, I can't do it right now, maybe later. And I'm like, well, you know, if it's now or never, I might not ever be back in another locker room again. I might as well just give it a shot, mm-hmm. you know. And so I went up to him, and I said, hi, I'm Anna McDonald, ESPN, and this is what I'm working on. Do you have just a minute? And um, he just stopped, and he didn't say anything. I thought, oh, gosh, he's going to yell at me. And, you know, I'm going to faint because I'm so nervous, and they're going to wheel me out of here. And, you know, the game will be delayed. And, you know, oh, I was just, you know, that moment pause where he didn't say anything. I just thought I was going to lose it. And um, he's like, sure, let's do it. Let's do it right now. And so my first interview, you know, my first press pass before ESPN, my first team I covered was the Yankees, and my first interview ever in a live interview was Mariano Rivera. Um, and he was fantastic. <laughs> he was fantastic. such a nice person. And I just, you know, um, gave me just wonderful quotes. We had a great conversation. And as we were talking, um, Alex Rodriguez came running in from around the corner and like tackled him from behind. And he, <laughs> you know, they kind of all fell into me and we were like this huge heap in the locker room and you know, <laughs> we had to get our bearings and continue on with the conversation. But, um, and then after that, um, before the game, I was able to get Russell Martin, um, and we sat in the dugout, and it was just a beautiful day. You know, I come from snow, so I'm down in Florida, and it's blazing hot, yep. and you see the sun lighting the field, and it's just Russell Martin and I sitting in the dugout talking about why he loves catching. I mean, could you ask for anything better? <laughs> just, that is, that is um, absolutely – that had to be, that had to be surreal. Yeah, it was really, you know, it was really fun. And, you know, during the time, I was so nervous. You know, I just wanted to get it right, and I didn't want to do anything wrong. So, you know, when I was in it, I don't think I really realized it. But, you know, now after the fact, you know, those are times like that that I will always treasure and always remember. For sure. Yeah, that's incredible. That's incredible. Again, and we're talking with Anna McDonald, ESPN writer, Major League Baseball. So, so, you know, you you mentioned that you got into this, into the game a little bit, you know, a little bit late. You didn't go to school for this. You didn't, you know, even be part of uh, your high school or college newspaper. What made you choose Major League Baseball? What drew you to Major League Baseball to say, this is, you know, this is really what I'm passionate about. This is what I really want to write about. Um, I don't know if I really chose it. It kind of chose me. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, you know, I do, I do, I probably know more about baseball, you know, honestly, just because I played softball and, you, you know, you kind of, I probably know more. I didn't play football. I didn't play hockey, you know, um, it, it, I just know more about it. So it's even, especially, you know, most of my experience has been with ESPN and so such a high standard of, and people may, may disagree, but the level of knowledge that you have to have to work for ESPN is above and beyond, you know, what other people require. And so, it just my knowledge base was just a lot deeper with um with baseball. And so, um, you know, it was just a little little bit easier transition and I think, you know, again, in order to stick around when you start writing, in order to stick around where you're writing from, you have to do a good job of getting good quotes. And so, you know, I was just able to with baseball get, you know, quotes that would interest readers. Um and so that's why when I say it kinda of chose me, it just kind of worked. You know, I was just able to um, you know, it, I guess it just came a little bit easier than other stuff. That's not to say I don't like the other sports, but um, it was just a really good fit for me. 
So I have to ask, how did you become a Yankee fan? I, I know you said they're the kind of gold nugget of, of a baseball organization and, and just in sports in general. And they, they, they do have a lot of similarities with the Cardinals organization. Like I told you off there, my, my mm-hmm. cousins and, and my, my aunt and uncle, they all live around the St. Louis area. They're big Cardinal fans. And obviously growing up in Connecticut, me, you know, they're, there's, and now living in New York, there's Yankee fans all over the place, so I have to hear about how great their organization is all the time. Why did you? And I'm yeah. a Mets fan personally. Um, <laughs> how did you become a Yankee yeah. fan? What what drew you to them? Was it just that they were such a great organization, or was it a family member? What, how did that come about? It really can't, comes from the great organization and the history involved in it. I mean, honestly, I mean, I know every Major League Baseball has history, and you know, but it's probably just what I'm seeing. I'm sure, I'm, you know, there's great history in the Mets and, you know, but I, I distinctly remember when I was at spring Their training. Their history is not that the great. First, yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> um, what I remember when I was at spring training for the Yankees and just watching, you know, some of the Yankees players, um, their kids driving around golf carts, you know, in some of the practice fields. And, you know, you see some of the Hall of Famers talking to the, you know, some of the Yankees, you know, talking to some of the younger players. And that's exactly what happens, you know, in the Cardinals organization is that you have, you know, I was there at the Cardinals, you know, I've, you know, covered in the major league stadiums, also at the spring training stadium. I mean, they are adamant about having those Hall of Fame players talk to the younger guys and just, you know, they sit together, they hang out together, they're in the cages together. And so, you know, I, I just, you know, it's probably just the pictures that I formed. Of, you know, I just, I enjoy the history and, um, you know, that I, I just, it's probably just because I see a lot of similarities, but. Yeah, and in recent well, years, honestly, I, I I really like how, you know, you just think of, like, the like Derek Jeter, how he retired with the Yankees, and how, you know, maybe, you know, I remember when all that went down, and they could have just said, no, we're going to move on, you know, fast-paced game, and I think the year before that, you know, before they had finalized his last contract that they got, I don't, you know, think he had the best year, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. And, you know, I love the yeah, fact didn't. that, you know, that they said, you know, we're, you know, they put it above, um, you know, maybe what some other teams would have done. We're not really sure how you'll do next year, but we want you to retire with us. And, you know, I, so even in recent years, like, I just, I love that. You know, I love, um, you know, so that's kind of where it stems from. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's that's absolute. That's a great that's a great example because not only, especially in this day and age of baseball and, and sports, it's all about the money. It's where I where can I go that can pay me the most. You don't see that a lot where players they really try hard to stay with their organization that drafted them or they started their career with that gave them an opportunity, uh, and it's becoming more rare to see something like that. And Jeter is a great example. Uh, Mariano, great example as well. He he mm-hmm. basically pitched there until he couldn't he couldn't pitch anymore. His arm was about to fall off. And um, again, we're talking with Anna McDonald, ESPN MLB writer. Now you just told me about that story that you know your first experience with the press pass, you know, with the Yankees. The first interview was was Mariano Rivera. Was that your best experience you've ever had within this business, or have you had one that's been better than that? Oh, I've had a lot of great ones. I mean, it, it's countless. I mean, everybody, every player that I've talked to has been just so, I mean, it's just been fantastic. I mean, I've had, I mean, it's just some wonderful conversation, conversations. I mean, it's Could, just. Do, do any of them um, stick out to you, like any more than the others? They, they kind of stick out to you. Obviously, the Mariano one definitely does. Are there any other conversations or stories or pieces 
that you kind of put together that, that would kind of stick out to you? Um, uh, you know, it's kind of different. Like some of the be- better conversations, you know, maybe sometimes they don't turn into the better articles. So it's kind of like two different mm-hmm. beasts there. Um, but one of the one of my favorite articles was actually and, and interviews was actually Mark McGuire on just you know why he's into um, teaching where that came from you know what he thinks about the Hall of Fame his Hall of Fame chances like that was a fun that was a great interview and it was also a great article um, one of my favorite ones that I've done is um, Paul Goldschmidt of the Arizona Diamondbacks I had for years like probably three years had said, you know, to my editor at ESPN, you know, can we, can we do something on him? Like, he's a great hitter. <laughs> can we, you know, and it was just it, the time, it just wasn't what they needed at the time. And so finally, mm-hmm. it wasn't, wasn't last year, but the year before last, I was able, they're like, yeah, let's, let's do it. And um, that was phenomenal. Um, so it was just, I mean, he's such a great, he's such a great hitter. Um, and so it was so great to get his insight. Um, and that was a really great conversation. And I got to use some of my, you know, some of my understanding from my, you know, I, I was more of a hitter in softball, so I got to use some of that in the interview. You know, I, you know, yeah, you know, use some of my knowledge about that and the questions, you know, the barrel of the bat, you know, that kind of thing, you know, those, those kind of things, techniques about hitting. So um, that was a really fun interview. And then just this last, um, the last article, at, um, my most recent article at ESPN, I did a huge postseason project um, that was so much fun. Every aspect of it was just a blast but the very last um portion of it was on the 2011 world series between the texas rangers and the st louis cardinals and those interviews i laughed i cried i mean i literally was talking to david freeze in the pittsburgh pirates clubhouse and i was teary-eyed you know just having to ask him some of the questions i I needed to for the article and he was very very gracious and very you know everybody i talked to ron washington um you know Josh Hamilton, like um, John Daniels, like they were just all so honest. And it was um, those conversations I will treasure forever because it's like it's such a, again, my whole philosophy in going into this business was I really respect the people that play the game and that manage it, that coach it, that put the teams together. And so that's my base of what I'm going through. I'm not out to find dirt. I'm not out to smear people in the mud. Like that's just not my Bend. Like I'm not, you know, I just love the game and I want to know what they think about it. And so um, to me, those conversations with the Rangers and Mark Lowe, who gave up the winning hit, you know, those kind of things, yeah. like I will treasure them forever. Like it's just a, you know, it's a wonderful memory that I will always have. Um, those were, that last one was just, it was a lot of fun. So. Yeah, I, I can see that it's pinned up to your, uh, uh, your Twitter too, and it's at Anna yeah. <laughs> underscore underscore McDonald on Twitter. If yeah. you want to follow her, a lot of great stuff uh, that she's done. I've read a couple of your articles. I definitely do want to check that one out. The one I just read, and I think I, I retweeted it was about Babe Ruth and um, oh, yeah. the one with the doctor. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was, that was a great one. That's on her uh, Twitter as well. You can check that out, but let a couple more for you. Just two more questions for you. Uh, is this is this your dream job, or is there something more that you hope to accomplish, and you hope another goal you kind of reach, want to reach in the sports media uh, industry? What what is your dream job within this 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 platform of sports media and, and journalism that you've kind of immersed yourself in? Yeah, I don't know if I'm like a, this is my dream, this is my goal kind of person, um, and especially in this in 
industry. Like, it's the only way I would, just, for me personally, describe writing about baseball and reporting. Again, I'm a reporter, so the aspects of it are a little different than somebody who's commentary or a blogger or something like that. Um, it's like a tumbleweed. Mm-hmm. You know, you get – so the first part of the tumbleweed, first part of the tumbleweed is you get this idea and you're really excited about it and then you know you get the okay to go through with it so then you've got to make it happen you know and so you're kind of on the top of the tumbleweed really excited and then you're at the stadium trying to track people down and it's really hard and the hours are long and there's a lot of standing around and people can tell you no and you can have bad interviews or your recorder can mess up or you can you know sometimes I've you know, I, even though I have the questions memorized, sometimes something comes up in the conversation and I go, oh, shoot, I should ask that, you know, and not this. And, you know, so then it's kind of you're on the downside of the tumbleweed, you know, and then you've got to write it and write it in a way that will be interesting and that it will do well. And, and during that downtime in the tumbleweed, it's like I'm never doing this again. Like I'm done. This is so hard. Like why, is, why am I even doing this? Why am I spending my time on this? And then it the editorial process with ESPN is, I love it. It's a beautiful process. There's back and forth of questions and getting the best product that can be produced on the page. And so that's fun. And so you're kind of then, again, on the uprise of the tumbleweed, and then it gets published. And even if it's only one positive feedback or maybe somebody, you know, I did a um, huge story on the 1985 World Series when the Cardinals lost with that, you know, wasn't the reason, but there was that bad call. And I had people writing to me saying, I've had an opinion for 30 years about being upset and mad, and you've changed that. You know, so I'm like, okay, it's all worth it. So there's always something after an article that you're like, okay, it's worth it. And so then it's like just tumbled over again. You know, it's like, okay, I'm never doing this yeah. again. I'm doing it again. And, you know, so, um, so yeah, but um, as far as moving forward, I, um, you know, I, I've, I think I've, you know, I've accomplished a lot of what I wanted to do, just kind of understanding the industry. I think that there's probably what's left is probably some stories to tell that I'm, you know, hopefully I'll be able to work on one day that, you know, some some stories that I kind of want to develop more. Um, but, yeah, I don't know if I'm, you know, I'm not, I, I, I think somebody starting out in this industry, in the sports industry, needs to be really careful if they're going to be a beat writer, so the guys that are the newspaper article writers and the you know the MLB.com and the NFL.com, those people that are day in and day out at the stadiums, those are tough jobs. I respect them so much, and it's you know they're at the stadium from two in the afternoon till sometimes eleven o'clock at night, midnight, one, two in the morning. I mean, it's and it yeah. is a tough job. It is not healthy on your body. I mean, it is, and so honestly, I mean that. If you think about if you're a baseball writer, that's kind of the golden nugget would be to just, you know, be at the stadium every day. But I'm like, for me, that just, like, I, I, it just wouldn't fit with the lifestyle that I want to have. Like, it just um, wouldn't fit with, you know, I need time to work out and to get, you know, it just, I, I don't know how, yep. me personally, I couldn't make it work. So, you know, I think somebody going into the industry really needs to think through that stuff. They need to, they need to be committed to how are they going to keep a healthy lifestyle? How are they going to eat well? How are they going to get sleep? Um, you know, all the beat writers right now, they're heading to spring training and they're away from their families for months. I mean, that's horrible. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you know, but, but they have a lot, yeah, I mean, they have a lot of, you know, they have a lot of wonderful aspects of their job. But, you know, I think people so often think, oh, it's got to be the best job in the world talking to professional athletes. And it's not. It's really hard sometimes. Um, so... So yeah, I don't I don't think I ever aspire to be a beat writer. That just it would not fit well with me. Um but but yeah, I you know, 
I kind of just kind of tumbled along and, you know, I'm like, whatever is meant to happen is (laughs) going to happen. (laughs) Yep. It's a, it's a beautiful vicious cycle and you kind of got into it a little bit. Do you have any other advice you'd give somebody just as a, as a final question here for you, Anna, uh, in the, in the position that you're in right now, I know you kind of talked, touched on the beat reporter and being at the stadium every day, but with what you do, do you have any advice to somebody maybe, who is a little bit later in life, who's starting their career and, and thinking about this and, and not sure if they really want to go through with something like this. Yeah. I mean, I think you have to make a lot of sacrifices. I mean, I, even in the last six years, I made a lot of sacrifices to, you know, it's a lot of hard work. Um, you have to work really hard, but I think the most thing is, or the biggest thing, excuse me, is just to um, have, have integrity and treat others well and just be yourself because honestly, that's what is going to, that's what's going to do well. That's what people want to see. I mean, if you are if you are in it to just do something for yourself or to make yourself, you know, social media is so much an attention grabber. You know, if you want to do this because you want people to think you're cool because you talk to professional athletes, then you're doing it for the wrong reason. You know, you should do this because you see how sports are bigger than just the game. You know, and that's really, for me, what it comes down to is that every game that we go to, you know, we're sitting in the stands with our family and we're, you know, we're having a memory together. We're talking. We're, you know, we'll, we'll always, you know, we'll always remember the times we went to the stadium with our with our mom and dad and, you know, the times we spent cheering. And, you know, it's like you, the love for the game, whatever sport it is, has to go first because if it doesn't, you're just, one, you're not going to do well, and two, you're just, it'll just beat you down and, um, you know, players will sense that you're in it for yourself. You know, I've witnessed people ask, I've witnessed reporters ask players just horrible questions. You know, and it's just like, why Why would you do that? You know, why would you? Yeah. Um, so I just, I think you just have to do it for the love of the game, for the love of the sport, and, and just for the, for the purpose of getting information, real information, not regurgitated information that somebody else has found, but getting real new information out to people. Um, that would give them some new insight on the game. So. Yeah, that's that 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 is that's perfect. That's great. Um, and that that that's exactly true. You know that you can't get in, in it to it for in you can't get into it for the wrong reasons. And and I think a lot of people yeah. in this business they they kind of have gotten into it for the wrong reasons. And I think that's great advice. And and I really appreciate it, Anna Anna McDonald again, ESPN writer. And she's been featured in New York Times and, and Fox Sports for the last six years and, and hopefully many, many more. And I know we kind of talked and, and you said you were taking a little bit of a break from your, your baseball writing. Are you going to get back into it as the season goes on? Um, I'm not sure yet. I'm kind of just taking a break to figure out what I do have some other projects, sports-related, that I'm working on. So um, it just depends on if those take off or not. Um, but, yeah, again, you know, the, the reporting is just it's a tough job. <laughs> So, um, you know, not that I don't like a challenge. I love the challenge. But, um, you know, it's just, you know, it comes to the point where you got to evaluate. Again, you know, I just said I'm not a goal person, but, again, what are my goals? You know, so I guess I do have them. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, so yeah. But, yeah, no, I'll definitely, you know, it'll always, again, you know, I figured this out late in life. This is who I am. Like, I'll I'll never be able to turn my back fully on interviewing professional athletes. Like, I absolutely love that. Like, that'll from here on out, that'll always be a part of who I am. 